I would like to Rabbi say, I would like to study with the Hevra Pasuk in itself in this week's parsha that we have we have studied in the yeshiva before. I think it's extremely appropriate a week until Rosh Hashanah. This might say Shabbos we start Slichos. I think there's an important pasuk to study. The pasuk says as follows: Ki this mitzvah that I'm commanding you today. It is neither distant from you. It's not distant. Two languages of distance. The mitzvah is not distant from you. Now, if it says it in two different ways, there are two different ideas that we could think it's different, but not for right now. So the, this mitzvah, which many Rishonim say refers to tshuva, is not far from you. It's not in the heavens Who's going to go to the heavens and get it for us? Let me hear it and I can do it. And it's not on the other side of the ocean. That you shall say, Who's going to go to the other side of the ocean and bring it back? Rather, it's very close to you. It's in your mouth and heart to do it. Now, anybody, the guys know I like language. This pasuk, this verse that Hashem says to us is not the way you talk. Everybody right now is facing forward. I have a window to Chaim Guri's back. If I would see somebody, go, oh my gosh, it's a giant. I would see somebody and say, is that a giant? I'll talk about the football team that's starting Monday. I'm saying it's a tall person. Is that a giant? Oh, no, no, no. He's a midget. Say, Kalish, are you okay today? You first thought he's not a giant. No, rather he's a midget. It's not a, what, what did you see? If you saw a pretty short guy and you say, is that a midget? No, no, he's just a little short. That makes sense. You thought he's a midget. No, he's short. And you say, is that a short? Oh my gosh, no, he's a midget. I hear. Short and midget. Say, is that a giant? 
He's not a giant. He's just Manupol. He's very tall. I hear. You don't go to extremes. In Hebrew, the expression is Mikatze elakatze, to extremes. Even you should know in Shas, if you have a machloikis tanoim amiraim, you're always supposed to make the machloikis, Yaakov, the littlest possible. Because it's very strange if they argue Mikatze elakatze, to extremes. How do you look at the same thing? And this Pasuk Maish Partush is strange. Says Hashem concerning tshuva, it's not impossible. So say it's just hard. That would be like a intellectual that would make sense. You look at something tshuva, you say there's a thought that's impossible. So Hashem would say, I'm telling you, it's not impossible. It's just hard. Makes sense. Not impossible to say it's not impossible, unreachable, unattainable. Rather, it's easy. What did you see that you thought was impossible and what was your conclusion? That it's easy. The back and forth is, is strange. It's a sh- very strange thing to say concerning tshuva that it's not impossible, rather it's easy. What were you looking at originally that you thought, there's a hava mina here. There's a hava mina, there's an initial thought, an intelligent thought, that something here is meshuga, is unattainable. And then upon further examination, no, it's easy. <laughs> what? what did you see originally that looked impossible? And what did you change your mind that it's easy? What is Hashem saying? By the way, if Hashem would say it's not even a little hard, it's easy, that would make sense. It's not even like a little, that would also, but to say it's not impossible, there was a hava minutes in the heavens. There's a hava minutes mevra layam. It's not even the way you talk. Mayor, the cash is a fair cash. Mask him, Vicky. Mice, you mask him. Tshuva is such a complex topic. Because being honest, we all want extreme things. And we're supposed to want extreme things. Tshuva is a very complicated topic. Because I want to get to serious places. If you'll allow me, I'm going to talk about marriage. This is not a marriage schmooze in the slightest. I'm going to talk about marriage only to bring something out about tshuva. Something that I believe a lot. I want everybody here to think about this. I, want to sh- I would like to show something. Let's talk about marriage. I'm going to describe something I've described in the past. If everybody bears with me. Picture, my friends, picture a couple, a husband and wife, they have no shalom bayis, Rahman al-Tzlan. What's their problem? They have no peace. Fighting, what's their problem? Him and her are just the ultimate non-match. The guy is one of those rigid fellas. He's never late to anything. He wakes up 4.30 in the morning and does daf twice. One of those guys, like he's just perfect. Twice daf before you hit the snooze button. He's finished daf twice. He's had a great breakfast. He, the guy is just one of these rigid, disciplined guys. CEO of his company, president of his shul, celebrated everywhere. He's a really rigid fellow. That's miss. That's the fellow. His day starts at four thirty. He goes to sleep every day nine thirty six. Now nine thirty five, not nine thirty seven, nine thirty six every day. 
He's up 4.30's day. Now that guy starts his day with a coffee. What type of coffee is that guy? Personality, black. 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 That guy, I promise, there ain't no sugar in there. No milk, no sugar. It's a black coffee. And he makes a, the guy, if you counted the grains of coffee as the same every day. This, that's that type of guy. You literally, you make his coffee, it's terrible. You put in one thing of like one, what's the, one bean of coffee too much. You blew his coffee. You put one to Liddy. God forfend. But in English, the way to say chas v'shalom is heaven forfend. Chas v'shalom, like that. You put in one cocoa bean too many or too little. So this guy's coffee starts 4.30 in the morning. That's this fellow. His wife is Mrs. Social. She's chilled. Her day, she goes to sleep 11-ish. That means roughly between 11 and 3 sometimes. You know, the ish, we know how the ish goes here. She's an ish person. So she goes 11-ish. She's schmoozing with everybody in the neighborhood. 4.30, she's smack in the middle of her dream. At, she usually around, she wakes up between 10 and 11, 10-ish, 11, 11, 30, 12. What's her coffee, Hever? It's an iced coffee, obviously. A lot of sugar. Three and a half. A latte, something. A lot of sugar. Whipped cream, whipped cream. That's what I'm talking So that's, that's her coffee. 11.30. The problem is that they're supposed to be married. <laughs> they're supposed to be married. It, it's like there's no start to this thing. There's no... Now, they will pay a lot of money. He's a rich guy. They'll pay a lot of money for marriage therapists. Listen what the classic therapist says. The th- classic therapist says, we got to get him and her together. And they're like different worlds. And we got to find, like, it's not just their fight. You know, people have a very superficial views of fights a lot of times. They don't get along. Why can't you get along? Because they have nothing that can get them along. There's an expression, you can't have an egood without a ma'agid. You can't have a unity without a unifier. You want them to get along, like from what, from where, they're, they're different worlds. <laughs> so one therapist says, once a week, I want you to have a romantic dinner. Candlelight dinner, the world stops. Another therapist, I want you to go shopping once a week. Together, go out somewhere shopping. Typical therapy says things like that. It never works. It never works. I want to tell you, I'm, I'm giving you an idea. I'm, I'm, if I'm exaggerating, I'm bringing home a point. I want to tell you what works. Please, you know, I'm not saying please believe me. Don't believe me. I'm going to ask you, we all have our own experiences. I want to tell you what works. I'm not, don't try this. Understand the concept we're about to say. We're not coming for the answer. We're coming for a concept. Please listen to what works. And this, if you understand this, you get the job, our job, before Rosh Hashanah and all year round. You'll know how a person steigs in this world. Please listen to this. Please listen well. The smart therapist says to the guy, you could have many versions. I use the version I use every year because it's, it's this Reb Leichter, who's Srili, who's Srili, Srili Snyder's father is a very big Talmud. Srili Snyder is a Talmud. Rabbi Leichter used, I, he could even said this example, but this idea he has said over, uh, along with many people. Says, says like this, the smart therapist says to the guy, you're a rigid fellow. Now, he can't find her in his life. There's no place for Mrs. Lucy Goosey in the rigid, she, she's a different world. Listen what you tell him. You get up every morning 4.30, he doesn't see her. When she wakes up 10-ish, he's long in the middle of work. 
When she's just getting going at night, he's long snoring. <laughs> they Pasha can't find each other. So you tell Mr. Rigid, he loves rigidity. That's his life. He loves these. A guy like that thrives under set patterns. What's not just structure? He thrives under things that are. What's the what's the word? Consistency, repetitive. They love like routine. Routine. They pound routine. A guy like that blows his nose the same way every day. Now he blows his nose. If you know people like this, you'd watch him. He blows his nose the same way. What he does, he folds the tissue the same way. They love routine. If you know guys like they love routine. So you tell Reb Yid like this. Your wife wakes up tennis. She loves her iced coffee. She likes it very sugary. She says, how much sugar? You got to tell him. You got to tell A guy like that doesn't do well. Sugary. No, no, you need to tell him exactly. Three and a half. No, tell him better. You'll do much better. 3.6. Like, give him a number. He loves that. He'll do it exact. 3.6 cups of sugar, whatever you want. But tell him exact. Every morning, and besides his own coffee, he starts, he doesn't even see her, mind you. He's long at work. But he starts making her the iced coffee. Remember, he doesn't do sugar or milk, or for sure not. And for sure not iced coffee. Every morning at 4.30, he now makes two coffees. They will have shalom bias within months. It's partial like that. They'll have shalom bias within months. They'll have shalom, it's partial, they'll have shalom bias within months. Because he's found her in his life. He's found her in his life. I want to tell you a story through Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. If you understand this advice, you'll understand this story. Listen to a story of Yisrael Salanter. There was a city called Memel, the, the city of Memel was a port city. So its business was primarily shipping exports, imports and exports. They were a shipping city, and things went out, things went in. I don't know why it was this way, but main business was weekends, was Saturdays. And unfortunately, the ports were operated most, owned and operated mostly by Yidin. And they were being Mechal Shabbos, Hashem Yerachim. They weren't loyal to Hashem. And many Rabbanim try to get the port city of Memel to stop operating on Shabbos Kodesh. And people screamed at them, and people hugged them and kissed them. Screamed, hugged, love, hate, tainas, teichacha. They tried everything, and the port city of Memel remains open on Shabbos. Comes up Yisrael Salanter, and he spent a day watching the whole business. It's a little disconcerting. You have the God Lader watching the business. He hung out by the docks. And he watched the whole bit. He was a genius, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, an epic genius. Should I tell you how smart he was? Yeah, I'll tell you how smart yeah, yeah. he was. I'll tell you how smart he was. This is a true story. This story, there's so many fake stories that it's not Geshmak. It takes away the Geshmak stories. How do I know the story is true? Rabbi Yisrael Salanter had a Talmud, Rabbi Itzel Petelberg. Rev Itzel Petelberg writes the story. He wrote a sefer Koyich Vayar about his Rebbe and writes this story about Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. And he writes, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter was promoting a Musser movement that many people were against Ezra. They felt, what are we learning Musser? Learn Gemara, learn Chumash. What are you making a new study called Musser? They felt it's Bittles, man, whatever they felt. And Rabbi Yisrael was promoting the study of Musser. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter used to go around different places, say Shiurim, and when he really had a secret agenda, people would enjoy a Shiurim, 
And then he'd also promote the study of Musr. Rabbi Yisrael pushed a lot. He had a very intellectual and deep brand of Musr. The great Musr yeshivas that subsequently came, came from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Who Rabbi Yisrael's biggest Talmidim? Rabbi Yisrael and the Altar of Kelm. The Altar of Kelm was a huge one. What was the Altar of Kelm's real name? Reb Simcha Zissel. Reb Simcha Zissel, the Altar of Kelm. So the Altar of Kelm, people say the Altar of Slobodka was not really a student, was really more a student of the Altar of Kelm, was a student of a student. But the Slobodka Yesheva, famously, the Altar of Slobodka, who was one of the great Rebbeim of the Jewish people, came more, he had Shaykhs to Rabbi Yisrael, slanted more the Altar of Kelm. Altar of Nevardik, who was a Musar Yesheva, was, had some Shaykhs to Rabbi Yisrael. Yisrael impacted him, but the one who more impacted him was the Altar of Kelm. So from Rabbi Yisrael's Yesheva, like a tree, Lahavdil, infinite Abdullah. For all those of us who follow sports, they're like coaching trees. They're famous coaches who have a style, and they have Talmidim, Talmidim's Talmidim. They're whole coaching trees that come from that. The Giants hired a coach now who comes from the Bill Bella coaching tree. Now, Bill Belichick's been a great coach. Amazingly, his coaching tree, a lot of them have failed, which is just interesting. But the, there's coaches, and then you have the coaches. Lahavdil, they're Rebbeim with a style, and the Talmidim, the Talmidim, the Talmidim. Most of the Torah, I dare say, well, a lot of the Torah we have today in the world is from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Because he taught the altar of Kelm, who was a Rebbe of the Alta of Slobodka. The Alta of Slobodka had many of these yeshivas, the Rosh yeshivas that exist today. Those yeshivas come from the Alta of Slobodka. Let's get some famous Talmidim. For anybody, Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim. The Rosh Yeshiva was Reb David Leibowitz. He started it. His son, Reb Henach, took it to heights. Reb David Leibowitz was a Talmud of the Alta of, of Slobodka. Go to Taravidas. Rebbe Vigda Miller. Rebbe Vigda Miller was not a Talmud Alto Slobodka, was a Talmud of the son-in-law of Alto Slobodka. So he came from that coaching tree, from that tree. Rebbe Isaac Sher was his, was his Rebbe. But you go, you, go, um, you go to, let's go to another yeshiva, near Yisrael. The yeshiva was Rev Ruderman. Rev Ruderman's Rebbe was, you guessed it, the Alto Slobodka. Got another yeshiva, BMG, which is Philly, Long Beach, most of the yeshiva, many of the yeshivas in America. Rev Aaron Cutler, who was his Rebbe? You guessed it, Alter of Slobodka. Chaim Berlin, who was the Rashi of Chaim Berlin, Rev Huttner, who was his Rebbe? You guessed it, Alter of Slobodka. Tar Vadas, Rev Yaakov Kamenetsky, who was his Rebbe? You guessed it, Alter of Slobodka. So he had many, 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 he had many, 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 Slobodka. It came from the line of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. No, no. Rabbi Yashav Hapa, his family came from Russia. And I can't say he came directly from that line. I can't say. But, um, but there were many, many G'dayim that came, many yeshivas that came from that, from that line. The bottom line is Rabbi Yisrael Salanti was going around teaching Torah and he was promoting the Musa movement. In his teaching Torah, what he would do is he, w- he would give a sheet of marmakimus, of sources, let's say 50 sources, People would prepare his sources, and then he'd come and deliver the lecture. He was a gain. He would give the speech. He would give the speech. Came Rabbi Yisrael to one place. He left the Marmachimus there. He left the Marmachimus at this specific place, and somebody was against, was, a, was against the Muslim, was an opponent to the Muslim movement. So he wanted to make Rabbi Yisrael Salanta look bad. 
So he ripped up all the Marmakaimas and put 50 random sources on a paper. Just put it. He made up Zayar Parshas Ekev, um, Medrash Tanchuma Boy, and he wrote 50 sources. This way people would prepare the wrong thing just to make Rabbi Yisrael look stupid like he'd come. You have a stupid paper. He ripped up all the Marmakaimas Rabbi Yisrael left in that particular Medrash, put 50 wrong ones. Rev Itzel writes the story about his Rebbe, that his Rebbe comes to the Shear and looks at the Marmakamis that he gave out. And there's none, it's not the right thing. He paused for a few moments and proceeded to say a Shear on every Marmakam, they are brilliant Shear, putting everything together. Which means he knew everything by heart and he connected it all brilliantly. Rev Itzel said, I want to explain that my Rebbe waited a few moments. So Pashtus, you think, he waited. He had to memorize what, okay, Zayar Pekud. He had to, like, remember what it says in each place. He said, my Rebbe quit, didn't need, I don't know how long he took. But however long he waited, he said, I know my Rebbe. He did not need that amount. He looked at all the Marmachimus. He knew them all and can brilliantly connect it all in a second. He said he was a mind of minds. He said, I know his brain. You know what he was thinking about when he paused? He was thinking, is it going to be Gaiva? Because some people are going to know the story that it was switched. His Talmidim probably knew. So is it going to be Gaiva and I shouldn't do it? Just say, it was switched, not the end of the world. Rabbi says, somebody played a joke. Where do you say that I have to, I, have, I represent the Muslim movements? I have to, and I thought about it. He said that's what he assessed, that his Rebbe was thinking. Should I show off or not? That's what he assessed, his Rebbe was saying. You can't know that part of the story is of Itzel's theory, but to give you how smart he is, he said a share instantly on all these Marmakimas. Why was I telling you about Rabbi Yisrael Salant after? Ah. So Rabbi Yisrael, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. So Rabbi Yisrael goes to this port in Memel, and they're all being Mechal Shabbos, Rahman He studies the business for a day. And he says, he, he asks to meet the owners, the Jewish owners, and he says like this, I'm not condoning any of the Chilul Shabbos here, zero. I'm not condoning, but I'm not here to talk to you about that. You feel, obviously, you can't afford it. You, you, you feel, I'm not here, it's not going to work. I could yell at you all day, you're not going to listen. He said, I have one question on you. I studied your business, and you guys write after, somehow, I don't know the details, it's in Tenua Samusar, this story, of Zevin Sefer, he writes that you guys do the writing on Shabbos, it would be better for your business if you did all the writing on Friday. And he explained details, he studied their business, and they'd be better off, I don't know how the whole business ran, but he showed them for efficiency's sake, they'd be better off writing Friday. So he said, that I don't understand how you write on Shabbos. They were amazed at Rabbi Yisrael's understanding of their business. And he was completely accurate that they had no mila to write on Shabbos. So they said, Rebbe, we'll write on Erev Shabbos. They all started writing on Erev Shabbos. Eight months later, the port city of Memel was closed every Shabbos from then on. Eight months later. Eight months later, it was closed. Yeah, but eight months, that, I don't, that doesn't say in the story. But eight months later, the city was closed on Shabbos. The port was closed. The Shalom bias for the intelligent person is if you tell them to go out once a week, so it's out of their life, him and her, so they still have the same problems in their life. Very nice, they went out. 
He has to find her in his life. She has to find him in her life. When we talk about tshuva, is as follows, Rabbi say. We talk about tshuva. We want to get to strong places. The goal of the couple is not that they don't fight once a week. The goal is to get them loving each other, to be husband and wife, to live as a couple. That's a big goal. Right now, there's no connection. If you find the slightest area that in his life he can find her, in her life she could find him, all of a sudden, think about the guys making this, this rigid guy makes her iced coffee every morning. She found him. She has an iced coffee from his rigidity. In his rigidity, he makes his wife an iced coffee. They've connected within their life. The smaller thing is actually more profound than a bigger thing. Is the Pshat Rabbi say that where we want to get to in Shuvah's extreme places. We want to stop speaking Lashon Hara. We want to start serving Hashem. But, but where we want to get is impossible. Where we're striving for is impossible. And the Hava Mina that Shuvah is impossible is because what we want to become can't be. Him and her can't get along. It's not possible. If you look at him, look at her. But the small step that renders us a Baal Tshuva, that's, that's easy. And the small step does wondrous things. You now have the Siata Deshmaev, a Baal Tshuva. You'd be surprised that a guy's called a Baal Tshuva. David HaMelech says, Avoin Akeva Yisuveni. The easiest sins surround me. I want to tell you like this. I'm going to say something extreme, but please, I promise this is true. Please hear this. A guy's a ganav all week. He's a thief. He's a robber. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. He's a thief. Steals. Mamish a ganav. He steals from people. Besides being a ganav, I don't want to make him a giant fan because I like the giants. If you don't mind, I'm going to make him a jet fan. I'm going to be a Yankee fan. I don't want to get shot. Should know Jeff fan? Okay, we'll make him a Chiefs fan. So the guy's a Ganev and a Chiefs fan. He's a Ganev and he's a Chief. He likes Pat Mahomes. See, he's a Chief fan. He's a Ganev and a Chief fan. Just remember that Pat Mahomes' father pitched for the Mets. Don't forget that. So Ketzir Advarim. Ketzir Advarim, the guy is a Ganev and a Chiefs fan. Now he steals Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. He's a Ganev, full-fledged, every day of the week. If you tell that guy, buddy, Sunday, 4.30, at a Chiefs game. What do you steal then? What the Chiefs game? Don't steal Sundays. Chach, you have a distraction. If the guy stops stealing Sundays from 4.30 to 7.30, he's about Shuvu. He changed. He changed. About Shuvu. Laman Hashem. He changed. He had the easiest time. Chach, chach, then don't steal. It's about Shuvu. Now, what he wants to get to is not to not steal on Sundays, 4.30 to 7.30, during the Chiefs game. He wants to get to big places, but he can't. But the easiest thing that you can cross out, you're a Baal Tshuva. You're a begedder, a Baal Tshuva. I think in this, he's changed, because he's changed, because he's changed, because the easiest thing that he could do, he did. Because what Shaykh to Chach, he's a football, he's a Ganev, but he's also a football fan. So a Ganev cannot steal during the football game, come on. So that he changed, he changed, he did what he can. Football fans don't have to steal during the football game. Chach, you're a football fan. You're a football fan. Chach, you're a football fan. Don't steal during the game. The guy stops stealing during the game, he's, he's about Shuvah. About Shuvah, Siyat Bishmaya. 
When it says over here, Rabbi say that it's not impossible, rather it's easy, perhaps, perhaps. Rav Aaron David was not masking to this pshat. He liked the kasha. He was not masking after Biberavni. He's a Rebbe and knows much more than me. But maybe like this pshat. What? He didn't like the kasha. He liked the kasha, I feel. He didn't like the kasha. He said that, that the Yisai's betrayed us. Oh, I thought he liked the kasha. I didn't know. Okay, so still. Ah, like uh-huh. uh-huh, yeah. I thought he liked the kasha. He didn't like the kasha. <laughs> I like the kasha. I, I, the terrets, I boys say, the terrets that there's a hava mean that is impossible because destination shuv is impossible. What we want to do is areas that you can't break your teva, but the step that's easy you can do, and that's karav. And if you take that step, you have siyata d'shmai. You're about shuvah. You're ready about Shuvah. You have Seattle the Shema. You're ready about Shuvah. Perhaps that's the. I think this point, though, that we could debate in Pshat and the Pasuk. We can debate if that's Pshat and the Pasuk. The idea of how to grow, I, don't, I can't debate. I think it's just Emmas. The idea of finding that area that's easy, that you move, that you can move, and you take a step forward, is extremely, extremely powerful. I think all too often, see, what people do, we all hear shmuzim, if we don't think it through, we hear from the mashkiach, do something small. And we hear, like, somebody bench from a bencher. I think we miss the points. We try to think of a random small thing. We do, which anything you do is nice. I think what I would do if I was, what I think we should do, what I try to do, is I try to find the big area that I want to conquer. And that's impossible. A guy like me, and I can't do that, but within that big area, where can I find something towards that in me? Something towards that in me. Where in me can I find something towards that? The altar of Kelm, every speech we spoke with Yisrael Salanter, every speech he heard from Yisrael Salanter, he would wait months to try to do this. He would hear an idea that was over his head, Yisrael was saying big things, in, where in me could I find <clears throat> epis towards that he would think for months? But it had to be within him. If it was out of his norm, then he'll never get there. Ironically, more is less. If he did something extreme, ironically, that guy and that lady, if they go out once a week to, to the mall, more is less. It will do less than he makes her a coffee because they went out of what's him out of what's her, and they went back to their lives, they fight. I think that Vayda for us all is to think of big pictures that we want, very big things that we're actually convinced are way out of our league, and we're right, and we're right, and we're right. It's like, What? But if you have that, that, that sophisticated small step to the big picture that you want, you're about Shuvah. About Shuvah, it's different. Rabbi Yisrael took to that port city. The goal was to be Shemre Shabbos. They were like, it was not Shaykh. But if they had a nice step where within their world, they're not writing Shabbos, Laman Hashem. So then it's, so then they're, then they're on their way. They have a Siyat of about Shuvah. I call this the growing smarter method, not just growing harder. A lot of people find on themselves that their own, if you think about it, your only system of growth, ah, we like beat ourselves, you idiot, you, there you go again, you jerk. 
Our teva is our teva. It's not easy to vanquish a teva. How do we find within who we are, within our own frailties, something that fits me a step towards, something that I can, I can get towards this. And that is the answer is, it's very close to us. That step has the din of a Baal has the madregas of Baal Tshuva. It's very close to us. It's right there. It's sometimes hard to believe. It's a question many, many ask when we're being honest. I, I, I would challenge in our careers of growth, all of us have moments we look at other people and say, how did they flip out? It doesn't happen to me. I also want to, we have moments we play a game, we show, we try, we have a hot streak of three months. But Lemaisa, I see that other person that just like melted into Torah, in Tavoides Hashem. How does it happen to me? And the answer is that the life of service of Hashem is mamish. We're all built for that. We're tremendously built for it. We have to find a subtle, subtle place to move towards, a subtle place in us, a small and subtle place that connects us. The shidduchs are shidduch. Me and this girl are supposed to be close. We can be close. The starting points I have to find her in my life. I have to see where in my life I could find a direction towards it. I wanted to share something totally on another topic, and it's funny to speak another topic. I have a reason. Normally I do not like in Musava jumping around topics. There's another topic that I want to share with the Hevra that I, just is important to me. And I want to share with the Hevra. It's in really Parsha's Vayelech, next week's Parsha. It's is a very small Parsha. I want to share something in Parsha's Vayelech, something very, very short. Shloim, you see, it has to be a song in between. You can't switch topics and there's no song in between. That wouldn't work. You have a guitar here, Shloim? Maybe you and Chaim do a song for the Hevra. You mind, Chaim? Thank you. What do you say? <laughs> it's true, it's true. We did it this morning. We had, I have, actually have the bongo in my van. I think it's in my trunk, no? What's a good song that Yitz can actually play? Which one? It's like natural. That's not a, bon- that's not a song for bongos, right? Let's hear key karev. Let's hear key karev. Chaim and Shloim. Amart chiyuvit.
You know that Lion King song? The Lion King song? We're going to teach it to you. Come, come, come. Could you, could you, could you, do you mind? I feel bad not getting myself. I just don't want to run away in a whole heavy. My, the nicest looking car in front, in the trunk. Whose is that? Who's? Ellie Donnelly. Ellie Donnelly. Oh, but then play it as much more I think to separate between two things a good that, that song again it's very cheerful extremely cheerful oh we all saw that we all saw that you know this songs really it's an old Yiddish song <laughs> we'll turn it listen the song they sing, everybody loves Ein Kitzvah. I'm not shunning Yom Kippur's song across the world. Also came from. <laughs> it's funny. You know, the Ein Kitzvah's not. They took from. Oh, you just let them. When, when Matt Levin sang that oak tree song, you know, he sang that oak tree, sang it here, and he sang it in Pennsylvania. It was like racked. You know what I'm talking about? He told me he was lost the night before in a forest. He said, I was lost for hours. He said, I composed five songs. I, I'm, right now I'm remembering this one. And he sang it for us in Fort Lug. He said he composed five songs last night, lost in a forest. That was one of them. Mad is. It's a nice song, no, Martha? <laughs> Martha, you have to come forward because he's going to have the... Wow. 
Let's go, that's a nice one. You know, that's a <laughs> Mayor, check out this song. Tell me if you like this one. I like this next one. AY, you'll tell me if you like this song. There's a whole nother topic we wanted, I wanted to learn with the Hevra. It's important to me, second Seder happens. I want to just conclude with our first topic, that I think the job we have all our lives is to find big goals, serious goals, and serious places we want to get, and then the small, tiny, sophisticated, little movement towards the serious goal. So the picture is you have to find an area that might even feel unattainable because it's so far, but it's something that I want to get to, I feel I need to get to. And then we have to have this subtle, sophisticated, tiny step, but it's a step towards there. And that's, I think, the job. When we were told by many of our mashkichim and rebbeim to pick something small, and then randomly a guy is picking a small step, it's very nice. Anything in Avodah Hashem is nice. I think it should be a sophisticated small step in a bigger picture of something we want to get to. Once the person is about Shuvah, 
Once the person has taken a sincere, authentic step, he's classified as a Baal and as a Siata Deshmaya, as a Baal That's Karav Eilech Adavr extremely close to us, because that small step is very, very attainable. That's the job of the Baal Tshuva. Avoyna Keva Yisuveni. David HaMelech says it's the small step, the small thing, the easily correctable thing that Hashem wants us to work on. The vis- the, the, a, a mushal, a practical mushal, if somebody needed that, somebody who spoke a lot of slander and speaks a lot of slander, for him to say, I'm not speaking Lashon Har anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he could say, what do I say about my best friend Lashon Har? I have one guy, and I like the guy I slayed him. I, I, I like him, it doesn't make sense. I'm no longer speaking Lashnar about my friend. Now, even that might be too much, by the way. He may say once a month, I'm no longer speaking Lashnar my friend. There's nothing too small, but it's an easy step. It's my best friend, Shabbos, I'm no longer snacking. He's about Shuva. He's taking a step. Now, his goal is not to slander everybody in the world. He's not knocking his best friend, but his goal feels Bashamayim, feels in the heavens. I'm too distant. But my best friend, that I can relate to. What do I slander him? If he takes that step, he has the siyata d'shmai, he's about tshuva. And that's how we bring ourselves places. I wanted to share this with the chevra. We have a lot more learning to do. Be'ez Hashem tomorrow, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. What we're going to do is we'll start the morning from 10 to 11 with Shiyorim Chavrusas, shiurim, some Shiyorim, some Chavrusas, 11 o'clock. We're going to learn together. I want to continue on the topic we're going to speak today. That'll be 11. Let's get to second Seder. Whoever wants the, the 12th graders to go to the other side so the, the Koyal can continue right here.